Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Two guys who have never taken and will never take a cognitive test. What's up, kids? You are listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel, person, woman, man, camera, TV, Cheeseman. This is Chad. Uh, Sorry I'm late. So wash. And on this episode, LinkedIn feels violated. A Gen Z job board hatches and page up, hose down. Let's do this. What's up, man? How's, How's the shoulder? How's the How's the wing? How's the wing treating you? Had physical therapy for the first time this morning. All is well in the, you know, in, in, in the Sowash hood. I'm just getting yeah. used to not being able to use my my dominant right arm, mm-hmm. number one. And sleeping is really the biggest bitch because uh, I've got to wear this thing. I can only sleep in one position. <laughs> and when you get into like, you know, six to eight hours, you know, you start to get sore when you can't move. So uh, I, I'm, I'm not sleeping a good eight hours. Is the one position on your back? Yeah. Yeah. Because I've got to wear my sling. To the back. Yeah, not, to the back. Not the best. <laughs> so this it works. So this is wild. Uh, so last last week here in central Indiana, we got a little bit mm-hmm. of snow. We, we had did. the all-star game uh, if you're an NBA fan. Uh, so it was kind of a busy week here. How much did you guys get? How much snow? We got about six inches. Yeah, I'm going to say four to five. Okay. Uh, e- yeah, easily. So I go, I go to my local Kroger. I know that's your mm-hmm. favorite store to get your oh, get your get your products, and I and I'm I'm dr- I'm pulling in and it's packed, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking, oh, did I miss the apocalypse announcement? Did I miss like the, we're going to get a few inches of snow? This is not that bad. So I'm walking in, uh-huh. and there's this huge line of people, and at the end of the line is Fifty Cent. Fifty oh, Cent God. was at my local Kroger. Uh, was there a signing stage? bottles. Was of, he rapping? What was going no on? No rapping. He was signing <laughs> oh, bottles of cognac. Um, apparently, he has launched a, a 50 cent brand of cognac. So he was there mm-hmm. signing bottles. Of course, it's a great trick to it. say you have to buy the bottle if, if I'm going to sign it. These are probably a yeah. lot of people who hate cognac or have never had it. I personally am against the whole celebrity booze trend. I don't know how you feel about it. I know you love Ryan Reynolds. He's got a gin. Why are you against it? I just think it cheapens the whole history of the booze, man. Like you're turning more into a socialist day by every day. Every liquor is rooted is rooted in, you know, history <laughs> and old people that made this stuff and then some celebrity. It's not like 50 Cent has a distillery, you know, in his uh in his in his mansion, you know, brewing this stuff. He he private labels it from whoever's making it, and then then, then they try to sell it. I don't. I just I don't buy it. If you do, that's all good. I'm not a cognac guy. Aviation gin definitely have some of that downstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, gin's gin. Give me a break. Um, there's some really good gin. You and I could make some gin. Really good gin, gin in <laughs> in Europe, though. Really good gin. Uh, you know, I think they're they're the storied pasts. Those are the ones who actually get more. They they get more dollar value out of them. Take a mm-hmm. look at like some of the Snoop Dogg wines. I mean, they're going for like fourteen ninety nine or something Stewart. like that. 
you know, yeah. P Diddy. I just, yeah. I just, I can't get well, into it. And again, it's, it's interesting because here in the U S we productize the shit out of everything. Hey, I'm all, I'm all for the abundance of American consumerism. I just don't like a celebrity, you know, shout out pouring in my drinks. All right. Enough of that talk. Let's get to shout outs. Uh, my first one goes to our friends mm-hmm. at, at, uh, at Fama. Of course, you know, Fama is run by our Ooh. friend Ben Monez. That's Monez. right. Ben Monez. Uh, so uh-huh. they have, if you don't know what they do for our listeners, they track Twitter, social media. So if your new hire is, uh, is spouting off about Nazism or, you know, like racism, et cetera, uh, they'll give you a heads up that, hey, here's a red flag about this new candidate. Yep. Well, they just, they just announced that they can now monitor TikTok videos which I think is is huge if they can pull that off because I think that the the glass door, you know, uh-huh. write a three paragraph review of the company that I work for is like so dead. so you know dead. old people yeah. shit and uh <laughs> video it's video readers is digest how, worthy video yeah. is how people are are doing it they're not doing it anonymously yeah. they don't give mm-hmm. a shit like they're going to they're going to talk shit about your company their boss and if if I were recruit holdings, I would buy. I would back up the truck to call call Ben, write a check, and put this into Glassdoor and Indeed because the reviews that are going on those sites and text are going down. So they mm-hmm. need to be able to track all this video stuff outside of uh, the text world and put that on for employers uh, to watch. So I think personally, this is a huge innovation at Fama. Um, way beyond text on Twitter. That stuff's easy. This stuff is hard if they can pull it off. So big shout out to our friends at Fama. Yeah, I think that's how you take some of these old crotchety background check companies and you make them worthwhile. You you absorb a Fama and then you start to do those types of things. Yeah, I think Fama has a great exit opportunities all over the place. Yeah, Checker, Sterling. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, my shout out is more around a market watch. Let's just call it that. Um, okay. What are you streaming these days? Are you guys watching anything? Netflix, anything like that? Sure. Uh, Better Call Saul is a big one. Uh, okay. I'm streaming okay. Um, uh, the uh, the Masters of the, the Skies or the Air. It's on Apple. It's uh, World War II, oh, okay. B-17 yeah. is flying. Yeah, the gotcha. whole campaign there. Gotcha. Uh, okay. For sure. Yeah, streaming all the time. I'm mad. Yeah, we just, I'm mad that I can't get Six Nations easily, and we got some big matches coming up in rugby that our oh, friend yeah. Adam, gotcha. Adam, yeah, has. Uh, we, I can't get. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta get Peacock or Paramount or some shit. Like it's too yep. much. It's too much. So anyway, it's too much. Back it's to your point much. of what am I streaming? So I mean, we we actually just finished up on uh, Brother Son on Netflix, which is great. So, so check that out. But what, what I wanted to be able to fade into here is mm-hmm. the streaming market and Walmart acquires the, the uh, smart TV company Vizio for $2.3 billion. So I, I haven't personally been in a Walmart for about two to three years. I might even be four. I do remember that Vizios mm-hmm. were very prominent in the TV section. And I thought, Walmart owned them already. But the question is, how does Walmart's purchase possibly outflank the Apple TVs, Amazon, uh, Fire, Roku, 
in, in Chromecast. Mm-hmm. I mean, you take a page out of Apple's playbook, uh, you become the OS, you know, the operating system, the, the the rails to how people actually stream. And if you've bought a TV over the past few years, you've probably purchased a smart TV, which is connected to the Wi-Fi, has preloaded apps in an app store, uh, mm-hmm. which means, you know, I don't need to purchase a separate Roku or Chromecast. I mean, that's really where we're, we're where we're moving. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't need to buy a streaming stick, boxes or whatever the hell they come out with, uh, will Walmart then charge a VIG on purchases made through the Vizio TV? You rent a movie through the Amazon app. Does Walmart get a cut? Very Apple-esque. Yeah. So then there's the advertising network aspect of it, which is very large. Mm-hmm. Um, so as the U.S. market continues to consolidate and we have less and less choice of places to spend our dollar, as we've seen a lot of these these organizations, Disney Plus consolidation, pulling content off, uh, HBO Max doing the exact same types of things. Yeah. What happens when Walmart has an acquisition in a play like this in the space? I think it's pretty big. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. You know, um, the, the phone screen is that that that's played. Uh, the the iPad or tablet <laughs> that's played. Yeah. The 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 TV and I guess maybe the car. I mean, the Internet of Things really yeah. isn't happening. My refrigerator isn't a TV yet. Uh, so it is Thank kind God. of open open field to make um, a really big move. I think that Amazon. Uh, recently allows you to have multiple services. So it's like mm-hmm. one login and then you can get access Hulu or Netflix or all the different ones you have. So they're trying to have like be a platform for all the streaming services. So I could definitely see a day where you buy Vizio TV, you you give it your username for all these streaming services and you just turn on yep. the TV and it's all there already logged in. And then of course you mentioned the shopping thing. Uh, yeah. Hey, you like, you know, you like Ted Lasso's uh, Nikes or Nikes may be bad. <laughs> Does Walmart sell Nikes? I have no idea, but they could have something where like, Hey, if you like uh, so-and-so's outfit, you know, we have it on sale, click here. And then you got your credit card in there. So then they deliver it to you, <laughs> deliver it to you uh, in a, in an Amazon van. I don't know, but that's, yeah, that's pretty in interesting. Walmart van. Good for a move because no one's buying the Walmart phone. I can tell you that no one's no, buying. No, it, it, and I mean they're they're just trying to they're trying to outflank each other. And while mm-hmm. that's happening, a lot of these smaller, very innovative companies are are getting either acquired or crushed. Mm-hmm. And again, that's what I'm talking about. Our choices here in the U.S. are going down, down, down. These big companies are buying all of those brands and yep. either putting them under their umbrella or they're just absorbing them entirely. So this this is definitely a space to watch, I think. Chad's new favorite store. Oops, winning. Walmart. <laughs> well, no word if OnlyFans is going to be on these Walmart TVs oh, of the future, hello. Chad. But probably you're probably sure. familiar with uh, Alexei Navalny in, in Russia. Yes. Uh, Putin's, Rest in peace, yes. Putin's doghouse, for sure, is uh, one dog uh, lighter uh, this week. However, there's there's a new public enemy, number one in russia uh her name is lolita bogdanova is that a real name that's a horrible sexy name if that is her sexy <laughs> name uh she is an only fans model and two years okay. ago she uh-huh. posted some pics in front of uh saint basil's cathedral church which is one of the real popular okay. like has those russian top you know little bubble things oh, yeah. that you've seen online anyway yeah. she cool architecture posted topless Put these things online, and two years, uh-huh. two three years later, Putin is fit to be tied. Apparently, she is public enemy number one. She's hiding out in the U.S. somewhere. 
Unlike Navalny, I don't think she's going to go back to Russia and face okay. you know the the gulag. Uh, but uh, for now, she's she's safe and happy in the U.S. But she better watch out because Putin has a way of finding you and making you pay. No word on whether or not he's subscribed to her OnlyFans channel, but I wouldn't be too surprised. Probably mad that he didn't get free access and or this is literally just something that she made up so that she can get a story out there, which is, you know, they it have is pictures what it online. To America. It's, it's pixeled out for uh, for the kid friendly websites. <laughs> Not that saying I, that the pictures that don't exist. I don't say that the pictures don't exist. I'm just saying the story around the pictures. I, I don't I don't I don't know. But you know what Lolita can do? Uh huh. She can enjoy free stuff with Chad and Cheese. She can Ooh. go to chadcheese.com slash free where she could possibly have, oh, I don't know, craft beer delivered to her front door from our friends at Aspen Tech Labs. Mm-hmm. Whiskey, that's uh, two bottles of whiskey from Joel and myself uh, from Text Kernel, our friends over there, the AI matching machines. T-shirts from who? Who? Who, Joel? We, we have a new T-shirt sponsor, Chad. We're huh? very excited. They they almost tripped over themselves to sign up to be the sponsor <laughs> of. Let's let's I be know, honest. I was there. Let's be honest. Yeah. The industry's most popular T-shirt, the most popular, comfortable, cool yes. T-shirt Sexy. is from the Chad and Cheese podcast. So we have a and. we have a new design in in process. We're hoping I've to have it. these for a, a future conference uh, coming up soon. But our friends, Aaron. To learn more about these guys, they do uh, employee referrals. Just go to Aaron, that's E-R-I-N app.com. And we're real excited to have them on board as this year's t-shirt sponsor. Yep. New designs looking good. Almost as happy as the birthday, the birthday folks. (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. Feel it. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. That's right, Chad. I don't know if you mentioned it or if you've heard, but plum... The folks at yes. Plum are sponsoring mm-hmm. a bottle of rum for one lucky winner who's celebrating oh, a birthday and this. celebrating yeah. another trip around the sun are Chad and Cheese listeners, Ryan Philman, Maria and Nia, Ross Granger, Sarah Mara, Rebecca Horn, Mike Whiston, and your homeboy, Ethan yes. Bloomfield are all there celebrating another trip around the sun. Happy birthday, everybody. Excellent. Well, and hopefully we can see some of those people when we're doing, guess what? Events, kids, events. That's right. We're going to be at Transform, March 11th through 14th, where we're going to be at the Win uh, in Vegas. Over 3,000 attendees, 100 plus investors, hundreds of startups, shit tons of speakers. And it's going to be a good time. <laughs> we're going to give away five free tickets. Five That's free winning. tickets. That's right. Just go to chadcheese.com. In the header, you'll see, just click on win free tickets. I tried to make it easy for you. Win free tickets. What you're going to do is you're going to register for free stuff. That's right. All the stuff we talked about before, the possibility of winning free beer, whiskey, t-shirts, maybe even on your birthday, getting rum from Plum. Mm -hmm. Also, you might get an opportunity to win a free ticket into Transform. So check that out. Then play the key, boo. Oh, yeah. You know what that means, right? That means we are going to Amsterdam. That's right. Dance. That's time when we dance. <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna hop on a plane to uh, Amsterdam. That was the official e recruitment congress Kibu playlist, or at least the start of the Kibu playlist. March nineteenth. It's the e recruitment congress where the knowledge will be flowing, the beer will be flowing, mm-hmm. and hopefully. All right, uh, all right. Hopefully, right. 
leaving brings enough beer for everybody because I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to get ours. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a full day in Amsterdam dedicated to filling your brain with all the good stuff from this industry, uh, all around the AI shift and recruitment and technology. Uh, and we also have a special discount that you can find. Listen up, kids chadcheese.com click on the events link in the upper right hand corner or just go to chadcheese.com slash events we had to wrestle that discount code away from leaving (laughs) we made him drink a six-pack of heineken uh or threaten him with a six-pack of heineken uh, or else we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna really can't wait to get back to europe all right well before we get to some news chad we've got playoffs Layoff news. Oi, mm. oi, oi. All right. The year of efficiency marches on, Chad. Nike oh, Jesus. Nike CEO John Donahoe took responsibility for the company's recent underperformance and announced layoffs of more than 1,500 employees to, quote, reignite growth, end quote. The decision reflects sure. broader trends of companies, including Google and Meta, cutting staff to enhance efficiency and address changing consumer behaviors. The stock was down on the news. Chad, your hmm. take. So I ultimately hold myself and my leadership accountable, said John Donahoe from the, the CEO of, of Nike. How did you hold yourself responsible? You're lying! Lies! Lies! When will the lies end? Yahoo Finance reports John has a market capitalization of $153 billion with the B kids. A total annual uh, CEO comp was reported at 33 million for last year, the year 2023. That's an increase of 14% over the year before. A failure receives 14%. It took wage earners in the US 40 plus years just to hit that mark in wage increases. Took 40 years. This motherfucker did it while he was failing in one year. Mm -hmm. ZipRecruiter reports the median income of Nike employees is 56,000, which means the CEO, good old John, the failure, uh, is paid nearly 600 times that of a Nike commoner. So that doesn't include the comp for the rest of the failed Nike leadership team. So blowing these employees off will not reignite growth. Firing yourself uh, would provide an opportunity to get a leader in the seat who's not a pure fucking failure. Fire two (laughs) others from the leadership team and allow all of those 1,500 workers to keep their damn jobs. This is the problem with uh, the, uh, the whole structure that we're in. These motherfuckers are getting paid 600 times, some even more than the people who are actually doing the work. They look at themselves and say, yeah, no, I failed on this one, but I'm going to cut 1500 heads. No, fuck you. You should be out the door. This is not the way that business should work. How the hell does, how the hell is Nike not one of the most profitable companies in the world? All I see is fucking Nikes on people from the kids to the, to the old folks, to me. Uh, anyway, that's an aside. What, what I found interesting was that the stock didn't move much. Like I, I assume with Meta doing what it did and Google, like I thought firing some people would really ignite the stock. You're talking tech versus material. Yeah. So, so the, so the question is, is tech the only segment that can say year of efficiency and actually get rewarded for it on wall street? I guess time will tell, but uh, that surprised me. I, I thought there would be a a domino effect of companies talking about efficiency and layoffs, and that 
and that Wall Street would go nuts. Unless every penny in Wall Street is going to NVIDIA, which would not surprise me at the moment. <laughs> this was this was kind of shocking. Yeah. NVIDIA yeah, is like Barbie yeah. for dudes. It's just it's like Oh dude, yeah. don't I'm gonna tell you and again, this is the this is not me, this is only my opinion. I have put some cash, actually Julie, and uh, we put some cash into some NVIDIA over the over the last months. I mean, just watching what's happening and you know they are actually gauging uh demand. They know what demand is and they're not producing to demand they are not uh-huh. they never have and they never will we have some uh some hidden uh audio from uh ed the headquarters at nvidia things are good at nvidia uh to say the least super yachts and hose yeah All right, Chad, here's a a roundup of some interesting news that our listeners might enjoy. Mm -hmm. Financial Review is reporting U.S. tech investor Battery Ventures is ready to cash out of talent management platform PageUp after writing a check in 2018 for an undisclosed amount. Launched way back in the 90s, PageUp is headquartered in Melbourne, but but they service 190 countries. Want some more fire sale goodness? Background check solution HireRight is being acquired by investment funds affiliated with General Atlantic and Stone Point Capital for approximately mm-hmm. $1.65 billion. The transaction is expected to close later this year. But wait, Chad, there's more oh, sources, God. particularly sources that you are connected with, are telling us that Beamery's CTO and co-founder Michael Patterson are out and that they're primed to be acquired by Workday. Chad, everything must go. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Let's take this one by one. Page up. So how do you say fire sale without saying fire sale? I think they did a really good, they had a good example there, right? Now from the BV uh, funding press release back in 2018, quote, page up will use some of the new funding to increase its already significant focus on product research and development. In addition, page up plans to continue its global expansion and may seek acquisitions to offer more products to more customers in the complementary markets, end quote. So uh, we did see uh, some some acquisitions clinch, Acru, uh, and, and Pathmotion. Those really didn't move uh, the, de- the, the dial much. Um, I know that they were trying to get into some of those markets, uh, the UK markets mainly. Um, Pathmotion was a, a French company. It's interesting uh, that these organizations like page up only took $10 million prior to this undisclosed major, you know, funding events. Why did they do that? Right. They've been around for a very long time. Were they looking to try to gain explosive growth? They might have. The problem is if you remember, I know we talked about this page up was trying to target the U S right. An Australian company trying to target the U.S., not easy. Only Outback Steakhouse has accomplished such yeah. a feat. If you've got a blooming onion, you <laughs> might be good. If you don't, you're probably fucked. They went to the U.K. and they did some acquisitions in the U.K., which helped them, I think, from a portfolio standpoint. But it didn't really didn't really launch them like I think they thought they would be in mm-hmm. Europe. They really had no chance in, in the U.S. unless they bought something. So this this doesn't surprise me. And we've been talking about this for months now. We're going to see a lot of this happening. Yeah. If Crocodile Dundee is still around, he's kicking somebody in the ass because this was <laughs> a lo- an old company uh, in, in yeah. internet terms. Uh, it was a company that had 
three, 400 employees. The average tenure is 3.7 years, which is a long time uh, in our world. So by all accounts, you had a a long, a long term company that had Mm -hmm. happy employees. I I hear everyone's happy in Australia, but maybe that's an outlier. (laughs) So 2018, we had a lot of money going into the ATS space. iSIMS was getting money, greenhouse smart recruiters. Like you can go back in our archives. And this was a time when like a lot of money was going into these platforms. PageUp Uh clearly said, oh shit, if we're going to compete, we got to go get some money. Call it Battery Ventures in the US. The US has the money. So like, let's get some, let's get some cash. This was 2018, uh-huh. 2024. If my math is correct, that puts us into year seven of this relationship. And clearly things aren't going the way that battery ventures had hoped that they, that they would, uh, yes. cue the, cue the smart recruiters news from last week of a yep. failed deal that didn't go through. We'll talk about, uh, some other things as well. Uh, I'm sure you'll talk about Beamery. And so anyway, you have an environment where a lot of money went in. People took that money six, seven years henceforth. It didn't turn out. All these venture capitalists want their cash. And now it's time to pay the piper. PageUp ran out of time. They made a stupid decision when everyone was making stupid decisions. And now it's time to say, you know, either acquisition or maybe private equity comes in and chops it up mm. a la career builder style. But by all accounts, this was a kind of cool, happy, long term company. And bye bye. Will it be a boomerang? I doubt it. Uh, page no, up. I don't think it will. Page down more like it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, higher right. So they raised $422.2 million, a little bit more than PageUp did Jesus. Their net worth to date is about $960 million as of that was February 20th. So this is the highest the stock has been in the last two years. So it's probably smart they sell as soon as humanly possible. The sale seems smart, but what about the buy? In this case, what do you think? Was this a smart buy? I don't. I don't know enough about it to say if it was smart or not. I've been on record mm-hmm. many times saying that the background check industry sucks. It's boring. It's, yeah. it's awful. Uh, I mean, higher right ball accounts is the number two player. Stocks hit a low about a year ago. Uh, Sterling for sure has been on an upswing since then. I think the year of efficiency, they've been very efficient in what they've done. Uh-huh. The market cap on higher right is $950 million. So they paid one and a half or so for that company. So, I mean, it's a good company. It's got customers that aren't leaving. Look, when you, when you, it's like an ATS, when you select a background check provider, you stick yeah. with that provider because it's not like, there's much difference in any of them. Um, so they have a, a, a client base that's probably not going anywhere. You're not going to get a 10x return on this. So take it private, yeah. you know, get out from under the Wall Street, uh, you know, criticism. And it's probably a fine deal for a private equity or company that that bought this, this deal. But the background check business sucks. I mean, they're going to chop this thing up. They're going to fire people. Um, they're going to milk as much profit as out of this as possible. So if you work at higher right, man, (laughs) time to update that LinkedIn profile for sure. Not going to be fun, kids. Not going to be fun and not another place where it's not going to be fun, uh, where there is smoke, there is fire. And when there is fire in this case, there is fire. Mm -hmm. What do I mean by that? Beamery CTO slash co-founder, Michael Patterson exited stage left earlier this year. Prior to that, in January of last year, 2023, Beamery laid off 11% and then ended the year 
with a 25% layoff in November. My sources say Beamery is doing their damnedest to get acquired by Workday. That's the rumor. So if the rumor is true, I would expect Workday to wait Beamery out. To, to get more of a file, fire sale price. I do know that I believe uh, Workday does have money in there, but it's still, it's going to be, it's pretty much paying yourself. So try to get that that price down. And I would uh, strongly suggest, this is just my personal opinion, yep. strongly suggest that any company dropping an RFP anytime soon should not include PageUp or Beamery. Okay, that's just my opinion. But turbulent vendors are not where I, I would not personally spend my budget, kids. Okay. Uh, and this is this, this just in from an, an, an anonymous source out of Scotland. Mm-hmm. Anonymous. <laughs> uh, quote, quote, Beamery was never more than avature with a shinier pitch deck. End quote. Welcome to all things Scottish. <laughs> Our slogan is if it's no Scottish, it's crap. Dude, I, I'm on record as, as Beamery is a shit show. Uh, you talked about the money that came in. Um, mm-hmm. th- like from it's, it's, yeah, I, I got nothing but just like <laughs> how bad the situation is. So workday is interesting. I don't, that you're right. I think they were, they were in on the series C. We don't know exactly how much like publicly yeah. they, that they put in, but these were big rounds mm-hmm. that Beamery was, Beamery was a unicorn. Uh, it ain't anymore. That's for sure. Uh, no. <laughs> no chance. So that means, you know, most of the employees stock options are for shit. This company, from what I understand is bleeding clients, can't get new clients. Like it's just a bad mm. scene. If Workday could buy it on the cheap, the TJ clearance, you know, sale rack and save face. <laughs> and there may be a situation where all the other investors are like, come on, Workday, like do us a solid, you know, exit these guys so we can, you know, with our dignity, uh, get out as well. But if, if Workday comes in, the Beamery brand is done. Everyone that works there uh, is probably done uh, until they segment yeah. into all the clients that are Beamery into Workday. If if they're not already, they'll take some of the tech. I'm I'm assuming, but this has all the all the writings of dead on arrival for Beamery, uh, and it's just it's just bad news. A couple of other thoughts on the background check thing. Sorry, I. We kind of jumped around there, but circle, circle. Go ahead. Uh, Checker is interesting. Uh, Checker took a ton yeah. of money. Uh-huh. They at one point in uh, 2019 they were valued at 4.6 billion dollars. Nowhere near the market share of like Sterling or Hireright, uh, and mm-hmm. Hireright just sold for a, a billion and a half. So think about talk about bad situations. Checker is a bad situation in terms of stock options. I mean, there's no way that Checker is in that $4.6 billion universe. And by the way, Sterling, who's the biggest 800-pound gorilla in the background check business, uh, is uh-huh. is now at a $2.5 billion market cap. So Whew. it's not unrealistic to think that Checker has gone from four plus billion to yeah. well under a billion in valuation. So talk about bad situations. I wanted to highlight that as well. I think Checker's Checker's in a bad spot for sure. Whew. Well, let's let's get into some 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 small startups as opposed to these unicorns, yeah, let's these move, dying let's unicorns. Let's move away from this madness. Doesn't anyone <laughs> notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Someone may have may have been bitten by a venomous uh, insect in Australia. Uh, Australia's hatch has yeah. raised roughly 4.6 million US dollars. Uh, self-described as quote seek. If you don't know what Seek is, American listeners, it's sort of the equivalent of Monster uh, in Australia. Anyway, Seek for Gen Z. That's right. 
the platform uses AI to match Gen Z professionals with jobs based on their values and skills, aiming to disrupt traditional job boards. Of course they are. Chad, what are your thoughts on yet another job board? This is very interesting. Not, not just the job board aspect of it, but Australia's population is smaller than California or Canada. So around 26 million. And then they're taking that size down dramatically by targeting Gen Z, which makes their market, their user market, roughly 4.7 million at best. So I love me a focused company, but here's where they're going to be spending that money. Number one, product enhancements, including AI matching technology. Never heard that before, have you? User growth, geographic growth, expanding nationwide over two-year period before becoming a global platform. They're not, they're not even national yet. And then growing the Hatch team with ML and AI. So in Australia, competitors are Seek, Indeed, and the National Workforce Australia site, right? So now, now your competition are big names, although they're not excessive and they're, they're not going to create an entirely new user experience for all job seekers across Australia instead of just target Gen Z. Uh, so my personal opinion, Hatch doesn't understand the basic math as they're, they're too narrowly focused on a small 4.7 million cohort of possible Gen Zers. Could the same strategy fly in the US where Gen Z represents 68.6 million people uh, in uh, in our population, over twice that, the entire population of Australia? Yes. It's a numbers game, kids. I don't think these guys understand numbers. My advice to them, find an MVP, sell the MVP in markets that you're already penetrated, drive revenue. That's the big key. This is the time for slow and smart growth. Plus, everybody needs a damn job. So yes, you can have those areas on the site for Gen Z, but go general. You don't have a large enough population to play this incredibly super niche game. I like the idea But from a math standpoint, it doesn't work. That escalated quickly. So I'm glad you took it into the cerebral realm of math, uh, because I'm going to (laughs) take it somewhere else. Seriously, somebody smoking some poisonous frog uh, juju. Look, history is riddled with targeting younger consumers with a cooler hit product that isn't your father's and your mother's. It works. It works. This isn't your mother's job, boy. When it works, it works, okay? Ford mm. released the Mustang. It's like, this ain't your daddy's Studebaker. It's not the Model T. This is the car for the new generation. That works. Yeah. It usually mm-hmm. does not. Uh, I'll bring up the Cola Wars. Uh, you might remember Virgin Cola. You might remember Jolt Cola from the 80s. You probably God, remember Pepsi's horrible. The Choice of a cool. New Generation. Okay. All the cool kids all are right. drinking Pepsi, right? It's all, it's yeah. all, hopefully it'll, you know, it's, it's supposed to make you look cool, make you more accessible to, uh, sexual partners. Like sometimes <laughs> it works. It doesn't. Now to think that it's going to work in the job search arena, give me a break, man. I mean, it's not your daddy's job board. Like that just doesn't really play to anybody. And these guys are putting like holistic job board, uh, like full self connect. Like they're using words that are so snowflakey. Sorry to to, sorry to get (laughs) anti-woke on you, but it's like so snowflakey. It's just, it's, it's so bad. It's, it's like, it's like handshake and polywork saying we're not LinkedIn, 
we're for the cool kids. We're the cool LinkedIn. So these are going to be the cool job board, right? We're not seek. We're not those old fogies that listen to NXS uh, albums from the eighties. <laughs> right. I just, I think it's, it's, you know, I'm not big on job boards anyway, the, the, to launch a job board and say, we're not your daddy's job board, basically, I think is a failed venture. It reminds me a lot of Ada. You remember Ada from about a year ago? You, you, yeah, you, who Ada? literally no. just got bought. Okay, yeah. Paul Forster invested in that, and it was sort of yeah. the same thing. Like, we're mm-hmm. different than Indeed, or we're different than these guys. What happened to Ada? They kind of like snuck away. The best thing Ada did was their advertising. That was the yeah. best thing they did. <laughs> Which I don't even remember. It was so good. I don't even know what the hell it is. Uh, so <laughs> they they kind of sold in the dead of night. Uh, there wasn't even a press release. I don't think it's like somebody found no. out about from some public announcement that they had been acquired by somebody. So yeah. like, yep. that's where okay. that's where Hatch is going. Hatch Hatch needs to go back in the egg, go back in the uterus, and and like go home because this is just not going to work out well. You've been hatched. I, I love Australia. I love the spirit and. It, it, the thought behind this, but yeah, this is, this is, uh, this is like Beamery or any of the other crash lands that, that we've talked about. Oh my God. I'm, I need a break. I'm worked up, Chad. Let's take a quick break. Oh, I had to have a cold Foster's to chill me out there. I, mean, <laughs> I needed some Alice Springs, oil Alice Springs to chicken to make me feel yeah. better about myself. Yeah. Blooming uh, onion with uh, some Alice Springs chicken. Uh, all right, Chad. Well, no show so would bad. be complete without talk of Elon, SpaceX, Tesla, or, or all of the oh, above. So, so yeah. in the news this week, Amazon, SpaceX, and Trader Joe's. One of these, one of these things is not like the other. Are challenging the constitutionality of the National Labor Relations Board, or what mm-hmm. the kids call the NLRB, in disputes related to workers' rights and organizing. Amazon argues the NLRB structure violates the separation of powers and denies due process, echoing similar claims by SpaceX and Trader Joe's. Chad, your thoughts on the latest from the NLRB attack? So the, the National Labor Relations Board is an independent federal agency with the power to safeguard employees' rights to organize and determine whether to have unions as their bargaining representative, right? The agency also acts to prevent and remedy unfair labor practices committed by private sector employees and employers and union. Unfair labor practices like, I don't know, employees having to piss in Amazon warehouse garbage cans. Unfair labor practices like allowing children to work on construction sites, slaughterhouses, and eight to 10 hours jobs uh, instead of going to school. I mean, Amazon alone has faced over 250 complaints alleging unlawful practices. Musk and SpaceX is under fire from the NLRB for retaliating. It's not a good thing to retaliate against eight engineers who criticized Musk in a letter to the company executives. So Seth Goldstein, who's actually an attorney who represents both Amazon Labor Union and the labor group Trader Joe's United, stated, quote, since they can't defeat successful union organizers, they now want to just destroy the whole process. Goldstein also said that pending cases could embolden other employers 
other employers to refuse to bargain with unions on the behalf of the courts. We're in an age of chaos right now. These companies are looking to try to break the system. They want this to go up to the Supreme Court in the hopes that they do the Roe versus Wade dance and they just they kill this too. Another one. Yeah, I mean, uh, you took the words out of my mouth for the most part. I, I think there's there's blood in the water and the sharks are circling. People see this as an opportunity to take a conservative leaning, heavily leaning Supreme Court and basically upturn a lot of things that have been the law of the land in this case since the 30s and mm-hmm. and and destroy it. And you mentioned uh Roe versus Wade, affirmative action, uh which yeah. which couple couple interviews we did this week I don't think we appreciate the impact that it's had on companies' demeanors in terms of DEI. So now it's like, could we possibly, if we can, if we can overturn Roe and affirmative action, this should be a piece of cake. Uh, So like, let's, let's get the Supreme Court on, on this. Let's hear this case and the Supreme Court, which something that would have been uh, unbelievable 10 years ago, five years ago. Oh yeah. Now is a, a pos is reality. Like this organization that you, so eloquently put in terms of protecting workers that don't have unions to yeah. sort of uh, protect them. Now that could be gone. And then also, I didn't mention this, but they're also looking for, I think Musk was talking about, or Trader Joe's is looking for a jury trial. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. All you're trying to do is extend out how long this happens, right? And they know that the NLRB, like any organization within the government, only has so many individuals. So they can only take on so many cases, Mm -hmm. right? So if they can extend out the amount of time those individuals are taking, then they cannot enforce the law, right? So they're literally just trying to fuck the system. The hell is Trader Joe's getting involved in this mix? Uh, that shocked me. Trader Joe's, the good, the good folks at Trader Joe's. Come on, man, that's a yeah. that's a bummer, yeah. man. Now they're being aligned with Elon Musk and Amazon. That's a party, man. That's a party. <laughs> All right, let's get on to LinkedIn. Okay. Yes. Uh, well, they've had a pretty rough month, Chad. I know you're sad about that. Anyway, North Korean hackers yes. are using AI tools like ChatGPT to conduct phishing scams on LinkedIn Mm. aiming to fund their nuclear weapons program. But wait, Chad, there's more. A new class action lawsuit against LinkedIn alleges the company unlawfully tracked its members' activities on the California DMV website to obtain personal disability information, which was then used for undisclosed purposes. The plaintiff seeks to represent a California class and claims LinkedIn violated privacy laws demanding damages in a jury trial. So, Chad, from the DMZ to the DMV, what are your thoughts on LinkedIn's no good bummer of a month? This is about as ballsy as it gets. I mean, not only are we going to big brother the fuck out of you, but we're going to thumb our nose at the government while we're doing it. Where LinkedIn fucked up is they did this in California. If this happened in Utah or Indiana or many of the other red states, they wouldn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't care about it. It would go off. Nobody would. It wouldn't matter. Right. Uh, whatever. They were making money. Right. They had to do this advertising thing. We got a GDP. It's all about GDP. California is an entirely different animal. It's Europe of, of America. Yeah, the only one that keeps most of us straight. So yeah, it's it's interesting. To, it will be interesting to see how this progresses, and then who gets smacked around for this. Um, LinkedIn again, uh, really focusing heavy on trying to generate revenue. Uh, apparently, they went th- too far. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, apparently, they went too far. Sixty percent of the time, 
it works every time. <laughs> when nobody's watching. So, so let's touch on this North Korea thing. Uh, this, this sounds like a, a Seth Rogen comedy. Um, so <laughs> North Korea is utilizing AI tools to look yeah. like recruiters, to contact people on LinkedIn that, I don't know, have nuclear physicists and whatever else uh, in their title. These are not dummies uh, or or unemployed like rubes ah. and they're chatting them up almost like that whole, um, what do they call it? Like pig, pig slaughtering or whatever. When you get a random text saying like, Hey, are we still doing lunch? And then six months of chatting with this person, they're like, son, you crypto. It, this, that's what this sounds like. Like they're, they're, <laughs> they're chatting you up as a recruiter, getting you to be yeah. friends. And then I don't know, they're asking you nuclear secrets or something or trying to hire you to North. I don't know how, like yeah. that's how this isn't working because people are realizing like, okay, the, the English is a little bit off. Something doesn't quite seem right here, but how far do we have to go until they do sound like they're credible when, uh, till video oh, yeah. comes into oh, it yeah. till, you know, like yep. actual voices come in. So this to me is yeah. a, a preliminary fear factor element that we should be aware of that North Koreans yes. are trying to recruit uh, with AI nuclear physicists to build bombs and missiles and all kinds of shit. So that's kind of scary. It's a little bit off, off the beaten path in terms of like More legitimacy, yeah. but it is scary. Yeah. It's a little bit weird. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, watch out there kids. Uh, and by the way, we had a, we had a call with, uh, the job board doctor and we talked about like threats to, uh, to the, to, to the industry. Like to me, the biggest threat uh -huh. to the job board, whatever industry is it's in the call is from inside the house, whether it's, we don't, we don't do a good enough job of protecting our users whether like yeah. people are getting fished and scammed and our data is getting breached on a regular basis. Yep. Like to me, that's the biggest threat is they're going to shoot themselves, shoot themselves in the foot. And LinkedIn is, is, is walking a tight wire with stuff like this um, to, to like, you know, really put itself in, in jeopardy. If I were LinkedIn, man, I mean, uh, or any, any big tech company, this, this is a real threat. GDPR needs to happen in California, uh, which it kind of has already. In the U.S. In the U.S. In the maybe. entire U.S. When the, when the European Union is ahead of us, and they are so far ahead of us on all this stuff because they actually give a shit. And, and that's the problem that we're having. We, we're, we care more about the profits that are being made over than the people other than the people are getting fucked. Mm -hmm. and, and worse than that, Chad, the Chinese are way ahead of us as well. Let's take a quick break. All right, Chad, as as, as is normally our sin uh, of recording the show during lunchtime, uh, let's talk about some food. Starbucks has introduced a braised pork-flavored latte. Let me say that again. A braised pork-flavored latte in China to celebrate the oh. Lunar New Year, priced at almost $10 USD. Reviews are mixed, with some finding it surprisingly delicious and others deeming it, quote, disgusting. Well, more food and beverage news, Chad. Gabriela Rodriguez, a cleaner at a top London law firm, was fired mm. after eating a leftover tuna sandwich valued at about two quid, as they say in, in England, from, from a meeting room. Devonshire's solicitors, the law firm, reportedly did not make a formal complaint, but her employer, Total Clean, gave her the axe anyway for stealing. Chad. UVW, a union representing migrant workers, is taking legal action over claims of unfair dismissal and race discrimination. Mm. It's enough to give you indigestion, Chad. Am I right? What are your thoughts 
on our food block of stories. Salty, sweet coffee. Yeah, I'm 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 going to go ahead and eject out of that one right out of the gate. I I mean, and again, w- there are many different tastes all over the world, right? This one just ain't for me. The sandwich thing, I mean, if she found the sandwich after hours like it was just laying there right in a, in a conference room for trash. Wasn't in the fridge, huh? It was prepped for trash. It didn't have like Bob on it. Yeah. Even if it did have Bob on it, it, it was in a conference room. Okay. So big fucking deal. I mean, it, it to, to me, again, retaliating against employees over stupid shit like this makes no sense whatsoever. And for an, I understand a lot of businesses, they're like, well, we don't want to lose the business. Well, you also have to say, look, anything that you don't want us to throw away or eat or drink get out of the fucking way. I mean, it, it, it makes no sense whatsoever. And then back to the, the, the porky coffee. <laughs> I, again, I don't get it. I'm going to have Julie go get one and then we'll see. Clearly, clearly Chad, <laughs> your palate is, is just totally wrong on this one. Uh, coffee apparently, and apparently. bacon. All sign right, me up, my friend. Right, uh, we already right. have it in the form of, of eggs and bacon with coffee. We're just taking a step out and throwing the bacon in the coffee. I mean, look, it's like a Bloody Mary for a new generation, right? Uh, Instead of tomato juice and everything else, we're taking coffee and throwing everything uh, into that. We're going to call it the hatch. Breakfast in a cup is what this is. (laughs) On the go breakfast, bacon in your coffee. I mean, what you know what isn't better without coffee or without bacon, Chad? What's that? Nothing. What? Everything is better with bacon. <laughs> Everything is better with bacon. All right. Now let's get to our friend. Hard let's get to yeah. our friend Gabriella. Uh, by the way, I had my physical last week and I'm I'm good to go, man. Another year of debauchery <sighs> and over service for me, my friend. Um, so let's get to <laughs> Gabriella here. Yes. Okay. She's a single mother from Ecuador. She had been an employee for two years prior. So she wasn't like, mm-hmm. you know, first week on the job, get the hell out of here. Right. This was done right around the holidays. And like I said, the sandwich was prepped for the trash. It wasn't like she yeah. stole it out of the fridge or it was it was nice and hot in the in the microwave. Like it was trash. Seriously, these fuckers at Total Clean should have to eat a shit sandwich. There's no bacon on the shit sandwich, Chad, because it might actually be edible <laughs> if you put bacon on it, my friend. It might actually be good with bacon on it. Free Gabriella, I say. Free Gabriella, we out. Wow, look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chat and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuckleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out.